Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. The day after Thanksgiving this year, I went with my sister Elisa and her family to the Hegel Tree Farm in Somis, where they cut down their own Christmas tree. Santa was there, and my sister's three little ones visited with him. But they were surprisingly shy, given how outgoing they generally are. When my sister Lisa asked them about this later, her youngest, Annie, who is eight, said, Mommy, Santa is a strange man asking what I want for Christmas. That's personal. My nieces and nephews bring me joy. Joy resounds throughout the Gospel of Luke. The angels sing good news of great joy for all the people, that unto us is born a Savior who is Jesus Christ the Lord. Jesus declares, that there is joy among the angels of God when even one sinner repents. And at the end of the Gospel of Luke, after Jesus ascends into heaven, the disciples return to Jerusalem with great joy, which is where Luke picks up the story in the book of Acts. Joy shared by Mary and Elizabeth in our reading from the Gospel of Acts for today, an encounter celebrated in church history as the Visitation, which, as Luke recounts, takes place very shortly after the Annunciation, after the, Gabriel, the angel Gabriel announces to Mary that she will conceive a child by the power of the Holy Spirit and give birth to the Son of God, Jesus fully human and fully divine, God with us and for us forever. And to this, Mary responds, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then she hurries to go and share this good news of great joy with her relative Elizabeth, who may have been her cousin, perhaps her aunt, Scripture doesn't specify. Who herself is experiencing a miraculous pregnancy. Though she was past the age of bearing children, when Mary visits her, Elizabeth and her husband Zachariah are expecting the birth of their son, John. And as the Gabriel tells Zachariah, many will rejoice at his birth. John will be great. He will turn the people back to God. He will prepare the way for Jesus. And when the young mother of Jesus greets the elderly mother of John, John leaps for joy in his mother's womb. Elizabeth would have been about six months pregnant at this time, so this might have been the moment of quickening. It might have been the moment when she felt her baby move 
for the first time. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, speaks prophetic words, as her son will later do. Elizabeth celebrates what God has done for Mary. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Elizabeth also celebrates Mary's faithful and courageous response. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. This greeting of Elizabeth to Mary is included in the Hail Mary in Latin, Ave Maria, prayer. Pause for a moment to consider that we know this story so well. We know how it unfolds that we might forget Mary and Elizabeth didn't. They believed God would fulfill God's promises before those promises were fulfilled. They trusted the Lord and acted in faith. They shared their joy in the presence and promise of God with each other and, through the words of Luke, with the whole world and with us today. And in response to Elizabeth's prophetic words, Mary sings what has become known as her Magnificat, Latin from magnifies, the canticle of Mary, Mary's song of joy. In his commentary on Mary's song, Martin Luther writes, Here the tender mother of Christ teaches us with her words and by the example of her experience, how to know, love, and praise God. Mary rejoices in God, her Savior. She praises God for doing great things for her. She celebrates that her child will fulfill the promise of the Lord to Abraham and Sarah made some 2,000 years prior that through their family, all the families of the earth would be blessed. Mary celebrates that her child fulfills the hope and expectation of the descendants of Abraham and Sarah, the descendants of Abraham's grandson Jacob, who became Israel, the people of Israel, that the Lord would send the Messiah, the Christ, the Savior, who will as the prophet Micah declares, feed his flock, make our life secure, bring ultimate and lasting justice and peace. And this Mary's son did. Some 30 years or so after this joyous visitation between his relative Elizabeth and his mother Mary, in his public ministry, Jesus lifted up the lowly, showed mercy to the humble, filled the hungry with good things. As Luke recounts throughout the gospel, Jesus freed people who were held captive to demonic forces and healed people from debilitating diseases. He fed hungry crowds 
and said that the poor are blessed. He ate with foreigners and welcomed children. He invited tax collectors and zealots and fishermen and women to be his disciples. Jesus made known to people in need that God is a God of peace, well-being, wholeness. Jesus also brought down the mighty, sent the rich away empty, scattered the proud. Jesus denounced religious authorities for neglecting the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. And he called them out for exploiting the vulnerable. Jesus told the parable of the rich fool who was not rich toward God and the rich man who ignored the poor man Lazarus at his doorstep. He overturned the tables of the money changers in the temples and he said, you cannot serve God and wealth. Jesus made known to the self-satisfied that God is a God of justice, righteousness, integrity. Jesus made known to each and every person he encountered that they are no less and no more than beloved children of God. That he came to save all people, including those whom society deemed not worth saving, including those who didn't think they needed saving. That his love is freely and fully given to all people. And he demonstrated the depth of his love for us in joining with us in our humanity, a baby born to his mother Mary, who grew into a man who showed us and taught us how to live, who suffered along with us and ultimately ends our suffering. As the author of Hebrews writes, he gave his body for us, who died on the cross and frees us from death forever, who rose again to life on the third day and brings us with him into life eternal and abundant, who will come again one day in the fullness of time and make all things new, make all things whole, make all things well. And he did this as the author of Hebrews writes, for the joy that was set before him so that our joy may be full, so we would experience the joy that is not based in our circumstances, but in Christ our Savior, so that we would know with our whole being that after suffering comes restoration, after the cross comes resurrection, after death comes life. Weeping may last for the night, but joy, joy comes in the morning. Our sorrow in this broken world is temporary, but joy is eternal. Joy, as C.S. Lewis wrote, is the serious business of heaven. What brings you joy? What makes you chuckle in delight? What helps you recognize the goodness of God in your life? 
What makes your heart sing? What makes your soul rejoice? I invite you to do more of that. I invite you on this Sunday of joy in Advent, in this joyous Christmas season, in all the days ahead, to follow the example, the faithful and courageous and joyous example of Mary and Elizabeth, to rejoice in God our Savior, and to share with all the people in your life, through your words and actions, the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is truly good news of great joy for all the people. Amen. Thanks for listening. We're doing this every week, so make sure to subscribe. If you'd like more information about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.